What if the Len Bias story is about University of Maryland phenom, who was the second pick of the 1986 draft, who went to the Celtics and just two days later had one of the most tragic and shocking deaths in sports history. The podcast investigates how Bias's death changed the trajectory of NBA history, sparked America's cocaine panic, and made a lasting impact on the world of sports and far beyond. Check out What If the Len Bias Story on the Book of Basketball 2.0 feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. All right, Sports Cards Nonsense Monday edition. There are three of us today. So two, non, two non-card fans. We've got, and I'm going to mess up. I just asked you too, J. Kyle Mann. I cannot remember if you said to call you James or Kyle. This is a rough start. We're calling him Kyle. All right. Here's the deal. We get a lot of questions about the NBA draft. Jesse doesn't know what basketball is. That's not fair. I have, <laughs> I have very little knowledge on the, the new draft class. And so as it relates to cards, we figured, let's get the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle on the show. Comes highly recommended. Simmons and Vernon, no pressure. Both said you're the man. So Welcome, Kyle. That's it. At least by last name, I'm the man, right? Yeah, that's it. So we were just hoping you'd give just a 30-minute dialogue here. You just you take it away wherever you, wherever you want to go. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Just wherever freeform. you're going to want to take this here. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, a ton of questions. So we do sports cards. You know, it's become a huge hobby, huge, huge industry. Uh, and rookies kind of rule the day, NBA specific. And so, yeah, that was kind of our plan. So we figured we'd break that down with Kyle at first. He can shed some actual knowledge. We can kind of tie in the card angle. Got some NBA or NFL Hall of Fame stuff to hit at the end. Jesse's got a little show prep done today. I was pleasantly surprised to learn. Oh, don't so. talk it up. It's nothing much. I mean, it's pretty good. But There you go. There's your big <laughs> intro. So without any further ado, Kyle, how do you feel about this draft class overall? Um, I guess it would be sort of compartmentalized from your all's purposes. like Because, you know, what, what always is going to be like, effective in terms of like guys contributing in the NBA immediately or being like big time, like sexy marketable stars, you know, it can differ from year to year this year. I mean, and there aren't as many, like, um, I, I would say this draft class had like four, three, three guys at the top that people were pretty confident were, were sort of a cut above everybody else. You know, Kate Cunningham, um, is a big, um, like a, a a big scoring playmaker, sort of in the mold of a Luka Doncic or a James Harden. Really? Um, maybe not as um, offensively, um, you know, just off the charts, offensive, like scoring-minded type player, but he definitely is that type of like, I can score, I can, you know, and also facilitate. He's that kind of player. Jalen Green, 
who I suspect is probably going to be the most um, palatable for like what you guys do. Uh, Jay, I don't know how much you know about him already. Um, he's just like this electric scoring guard who like has that um, kind of that classic marketing kind of appeal that like guys in like the 90s and 2000s had in like the isolation era of the NBA. Like he's that type of athlete, big time leaper. Um, just Which kind is of big a, for us, by the way. Like the offensive, I mean, like anything else now, offensive stats, hype around that definitely runs the market. So, yeah, I was curious to ask you about that because I've always kind of been, I'm, I'm like a sneaker guy. So I've always kind of followed oh, okay. like what it is that makes guys marketable uh, or what moves the needle because it's all, you know, it's like Tim, Tim Duncan is like, you know, one of the best, you know, for, power forward centers of all time. But, you know, maybe he's not the most, he couldn't carry a shoe on his own. I mean, is that your all's experience? I guess I'm flipping it on you just because I'm so curious here. But I mean, that's a fair question. Who's asking the questions? No, that so yeah, it's interesting. So like it used to be back in the day, you know, even like as early as four or five years ago, market was major. Like Zion could have been everything he was, but five years ago, had he come up in New Orleans, he would have been half of what he. But now it just seems like the collecting world is so small it doesn't matter. Like you go across sports, Wander Franco is the biggest prospect in baseball. Plays for Tampa Bay, can't even call themselves the Devil Rays anymore. Zion in New Orleans, Ja in Memphis, again, relatively small markets. Even Luca, I mean, not that Dallas is a small market, but in, in terms of cards, overall card appeal, it's not nothing crazy special. And that dude's pricing is out of control. So the market doesn't affect it. I, the biggest thing, honestly, now is overall initial hype. Like that initial hype is so hard. Like even LaMelo. LaMelo's stuff sells so crazy high. Now, granted, I thought he was very good last year. Excellent passing. But his stuff, like his numbers, don't justify his price. None of those guys' numbers either, aside from Luka, justify their price. But when they come in with the hype, that's why I'm always curious with a new draft class. Like, who's hyped? Because it's so you could be so wretched, but if you have enough hype coming in, it's going to carry you the first month of the season, no matter what. Yeah, so Kyle, as we go down, like I, I know we're going down the list of like, you know, here's first, second, third picks. But would you say that is the same order as far as their hype goes? Or would you say Jalen Green should have been like number one in overall hype? Um, I mean, just being somebody that's like, I've always like followed kind of sports marketing, like sneaker brands, things like that. Just to my eye, the players that I, I'm looking at and I'm like, but Cade Cunningham is, is a fantastic player. He could be a multiple time all star. He could be a first team all NBA player for all we know. I projected him as like maybe like a top, 10, 15 player over the course of his career. Um, but just looking at the guys that can kind of carry water in the ways that you guys were talking about, I think Jalen Green unquestionably is number one. I, I really? think because uh, nice. he, he's similar to LaMelo in the fact that uh, he carried a social media following very early on. And, you know, for lack of a better word, he has like a sexiness to his game. You know what I mean? Like it's very sure. appealing to young kids. Like they want to play like him. Um, he's real charismatic. He he's a good he's like really into fashion and all that stuff. Other than that, like, I mean, if you just go down the line, I mean, I know a lot of people like James Booknight. I don't know how if he's not gonna reach that same level. Isaiah Jackson is a big time leaper, dunker. He has sort of a cool kind of a thing going on. He played with Lamelo in high school. Um, weirdly, I think that uh Josh Christopher, the guy that also got drafted with Lamelo, he got drafted 25th to the Rockets. Uh, is playing with them on their summer league team right now. Same kind of thing. A really just popular young player can really score, you know, hyper confident. Um, but those those are the guys that really stick out. I mean, Mobley and Cun and Cunningham are both really good players, but they're just a little 
they're kind of uh, milk toast in terms of their like personalities publicly. They're not as flashy. Which makes a big. It's funny you mentioned like the whole social media thing. Like we experienced it like with Lamelo. So we just got the show what six months ago, I guess. Like kind of when Lamelo was hitting the league and hitting hitting his stride. Anytime our socials posted about Lamelo, it was like the most liked, retweeted, whatever. It went from like two likes to three. We're doing big numbers. Here. I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> kind of a big deal. So I don't want to. I don't want you to be intimidated. But, but no, it was. It was like his off-court presence was so crazy polarizing that definitely affected the market too. So that's what's interesting about Jalen Green. Then the fact that you said that and has like that hype on the court. I'm curious about that. So Mobley Cunningham, good player. You don't think just not as flashy, not as sexy to look at. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just talking about it in the strictly like. Dude, I'm I'm just thinking of it like strictly through the like could this guy carry a shoe type mentality sure. like you know Cunningham signed with Nike um I, I think that he's gonna be I don't know he's kind of it's similar to like Kevin Garnett like I don't know if Ke- Garnett's cards what they've done in recent years but like he was always he, he was always cool but he was never quite on that like LeBron Kobe level cool because he had a workman kind of quality to him I, I maybe that's part of it I don't know Looking down through here, though, I mean, Jalen Suggs is sort of an interesting kind of dividing line. He went number five to the Magic. Um, he's the same kind of a thing. He's like hard-nosed, really explosive. Could he get to that level of like popularity? I mean, we'll see. He kind of blended in a little bit with Gonzaga. I don't know how much you guys watched them. He was obviously their best player, but um, he's not sort of like a ball-dominant scorer. Um yeah, and Kuminga, same kind of thing. He's just not as like publicly visible as a personality. Uh, Jonathan See, that's Kuminga. I was wondering about Jonathan Kuminga just because that's clearly the best team of all those top tens. I mean, especially if Clay comes back, which we've been preaching that anyways. Clay's going to be an awesome value just because his pricing has been so obsolete lately. So Kuminga, is he somebody who's going to contribute to them in your opinion? Is he on the floor? What's his? What do you think that ends up looking like his rookie season? He's a guy that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, Kuminga. Very like raw in the sense that um, he shows flashes of um, I would always joke that he kind of reminded me of like an alien impersonating a basketball player at times where he would do things that like you were like, oh, my God. And then he do other things where you'd be like, has he ever played before? Like he just is one of those big time athletes that like hasn't run up against enough um, opposition, I feel like, in his young career to like make him evolve. Um, I just think his feel is going to have to come a long way. You know, if his role if he had gone to a bad team that depended on him too much, um, it was going to be super, super ugly. If he, you know, if with the Warriors, his role is really defined and limited, um, he's the type of player that could, you know, his talent is is sky high, <laughs> like his upside is. But he also could be like a, a Mike Beasley type that just kind of flames out. You know, that's kind of the range for him. Okay. I was just curious, too, because like I said, that's a team I think is going to go on a deep run in the West anyways, as long as Clay doesn't completely fall apart. But um so toward like the back half of that first round, anybody you think will be a meaningful contributor for, you know, playoff relevant type teams? Um, guys that are actually going to contribute. Um, you know, Nation Highland is a fun guy. His nickname, his nickname is Bones Highland. Uh, he got drafted by the Nuggets. He's just, he's the type of guy who can just kind of microwave come in and fill it up. Like uh, his appeal, I could see being high. My um, favorite non-Celtic team, by the way. I love the Nuggets. I just if had they had Jamal, I think they would have come out of the West this year. I have, I don't know. I'm not going to call it a man crush, but it's something that I shouldn't have toward other people I'm not married to. To Joker, I love that <laughs> dude's game. I just it's a little creepy. It's fine. I do. I love that guy. And I think Jamal just decides like, hey, I'm going to chill out most of the regular season. Then postseason, the dude just goes nuts. So 
I was curious if that kid was going to contribute just because I think they're going to dominate next year. I really do. I'm curious, Kyle. What is your – so you came highly recommended. And I, I apologize to kind of break into the middle of this. It's Here something comes the we, first insulting question. No, 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 no. no. It's, we should have put this at the beginning. What what makes you the guy to come and talk to about this draft class? Like, have you been doing this for a while? Have have you got experience? Uh, what what kind of makes you the go to? I mean, I, I would never refer to myself as that. I oh, don't you know. were referred did, you know? to to us as the go to. <laughs> so, I mean, I just love basketball. To be honest with you, man, that's the thing. Like, I I've been immersed in it my whole life. Um, it's it's honestly kind of pathetic. I know we were. I don't know Jesse or Mike. If I I don't know which one of you I was messaging, DMing over oh, yeah, Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter. That was me. Yep. I mean, my wife has to like forcibly get me to stop, like, because <laughs> I, I, I was like. I needed to, I knew, I simultaneously knew I needed to take a break recently, but I sit down at the computer and I just pull up synergy and I just start watching stuff. So I, I would just say I'm just basketball obsessive. I don't know. I okay. mean, I swing and I swing and hit and I swing and miss like anybody else. But I mean, um, I'm really into the details of these players and I like watching them. I, I watch them well before they even get to college. So, I mean, I really oh, just really? enjoy okay. the holistic basketball timeline. So, I mean, Maybe maybe that level of nerdiness is what where it ends up because people who don't follow it, you know, end to end like that, they're like, "Hey, who is this person?" So I just end up in that situation a lot. Here's, here's the yeah. good news: I sell baseball cards for a living, so <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you have to worry about nerdiness in this room. I can be honest with you. Yeah, I think you're safe from that. So let me ask you this then: just because again, we don't ever get to talk to guys who are like, "Hey, you knew him college, pre college." Anybody, and I know you just did that with, with uh, KOC too. You and Kevin, I heard talking about this some too. Deep sleepers, guys, you think, you know, no one is, is going to be collecting come the start of the season who, you know, almost like because I, I kind of consider those like the penny stocks. It's like, hey, if they hit, you know, you're not investing much. And if it hits, fantastic. There there are definitely some guys like that in this class that are like like circumstances push them into one guy that I think you should definitely keep an eye on is Sharif Cooper. His popularity, um, he ended up going uh, to the Hawks at 48. We're talking electric playmaker. I mean, he's a very big talent and probably the most talented playmaker in the class. The problem is he's small um, and he just doesn't shoot it well. Um, he, it's going to be hard for him to really maximize his. Um, you should just go check out. He's, he's like a highlight machine. I remember when I was making videos, even before I was at the ringer, um, I would have people constant kids in that age range of like, you know, 13 to 20 or 13 to 18 you know that like high school age range they were obsessed with that kid um i would say another one that got pushed down um because he had a tough year was a guy from that went to kentucky actually bj boston um was went to sierra canyon he got traded right he got moved draft night yeah he he got moved uh i think that the pelicans took him or the grizzlies took him initially and then he ended up with the clippers but he just signed like a like a two or three million dollar guaranteed two-way con that pretty unusual for somebody at that spot but he was ranked highly in his class and he had a weird one year at Kentucky, but popular kind of the same marketability as Jalen Green. That's one to. Oh, you know, wow, OK. You could put a little money on that and win big. In my opinion, You're writing this down, Jesse. What are you doing over there? Uh, you have a Boston, BJ Boston. Uh, okay, I'm making Jalen sure. Green. Yeah, I'm making notes, bruh. Chill. Yeah. Jay Cooper. Not green. No, Jalen Green was the first one. That was a very. Uh, eh, that's a big pick, though, man. We're talking. Let's let's back up a little bit. I I do have a question again, Kyle. This, this is, is another insulting th question. No, or is this a good <laughs> one? none of my questions are insulting. 
quit shitting on me. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, which parent do you like better? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mike was called out by some for saying that this draft class was not as exemplary as past years. Do you agree? Disagree? What are your thoughts? Well, hang on, hang on. Let me clarify. I said it like an idiot because you can tell we're new at this podcasting thing. There's not as much buzz around this class as last year for our purposes. Correct. That yeah. was my Less only hype. But, but man, the outpouring was, it's always I'm stupid. Specifically, the stupidity, though, related to a lot of people felt this class is way more talented than last year on the court. Um, You know, at the top last year, um, just trying to think, I mean, Anthony Edwards, definitely. Did he move the needle for you all a lot? I could see that big time athlete, big time personality. Yeah, by the end of the season, he was by far the the best. Well, I shouldn't say by far. LaMelo was still selling on par with him. That just shows you how crazy LaMelo was, because even after the injury, he was still selling as well as Edwards was after his 45 point night. So but he was right at the top of the class. But after that, it really died off hobby wise. I mean, Wiseman sold OK. As soon as he got hurt, it was tough. Halliburton, same thing, you know, sold solid and then got hurt. And, you know, he fell off pretty quick. So initially, though, there was a, at least a decent amount of hype. Yeah, um, with this class, it's I think it's a pretty damn good class. I don't, I don't know if there's like a guy that's like we're pretty sure this could be like a generational talent. Like, I mean, those guys don't come along super often, like a Kobe, KD, LeBron, Kyrie type. Um, I don't know that there's certainly, and some of this comes down to how you evaluate them. I had Jalen Green as like probably a pretty good player, not a great, like somewhere in that like Levine Beal, but not like in that like top five to 10 player range in the NBA. I mean, it's really tough to crack that range because there's so many good players. Um, but in terms of like top to bottom, I mean, it's a pretty deep draft of guys that are going to contribute, I think. Um, last year was pretty heavy with like good role players, I think. But, you know, for your all's purposes, I don't know if those guys or some of these guys that are going to be solid players are going to move the needle as much. But um, I don't think it's a bad draft at all. I think it's a pretty, pretty strong draft, I would say. I don't, I don't think it's going to hit like 1996 level, but I mean, it's a pretty good draft. Yeah. Last guy I wanted to ask you about, I'm just hoping to get your take on a couple of the trades we saw. Uh, Evan Mobley was probably the most, we could put out some polling just to see. Uh, for sure, Jalen Greed and Cunningham, you talked about them. Mobley seemed like the probably the third guy that had the most interest from our audience. Like, hey, what are the thoughts on this dude? So where, where do you fall on that guy? He's going to be very good, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think he falls more into that, like, workman kind of, like, high, he's going to be, like, a high-quality NBA player, whether or not he's, like, a marketable kind of a star in the same way. I am not as confident about that. Um, he's he His game just is a little, when I say boring, I don't mean it in like an insulting way, but he has like the, the nuances of his game where you have to kind of lean in and see they're not as going to, you know, he's going to get big dunks. He's going to get big blocks, things like that. Um, but I, he's that type of player. Like his efficiency is not quite as, uh, as sexy as some of these other guys, I would say, but going to be a great player in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like that's the knock on Dunk uh, from our again, just from the card perspective. Duncan, I mean, if you didn't if you didn't watch him, you you look at his stat line a lot of nights. I'm like, yeah, I mean, great. Early on, his stats were good, but even at the end, it was like his high screen game with Tony Parker is like this dude just doing things that, but on paper, it doesn't really mean a lot. So, so yeah, I, I always wonder how guys like that kind of relate. So the other guy then was Josh Giddy, the dude for the Thunder. People were super hyped about his offensive game. They kind of thought he maybe leans a more more towards that hey flash ability you know, marketability type type level. What do you what do you feel about him? He's fun. I mean, he's he's a big guard. I mean, probably six seven, six eight. Uh his problem is he's just a long way away as a shooter. Like he's a long term project. I, I think that his passing is really fun. 
Um, he's the type of guy like in the modern NBA, you want to be able to like stretch the defense to the whole horizontal, you know, width of the court, get shooters out there. He's the type of guy who's big and can really pass it uh, to stretch the floor like that uh, because he can see he has just great vision. Um, he could pass with either hand. He's really fluid, just fun to watch. But the thing is, yeah, man, I mean, just no shooting right now. So it's it's going to be a work in progress for him. And I think he got hurt yesterday. I don't know how seriously, but um, yeah, just some kind of caveats with him, I think. I will say that of the people on our we so we pulled our Instagram uh, to see who guys were most excited about. I think it falls pretty close in line. I think Suggs is probably the most popular, followed by Green and Mobley. Those seem to be the guys everybody's talking about. There's a few outliers um but i think the the only real one that guys had don't seem as excited about that i would have thought would be Cade because he was number one what what is it what it, is there a reason for that you think it just just the lack of hype it's similar to mobley in that like his floor of like what he's going to give you is very high like he can score he can hit pull-up jumpers he can get in the middle and score or he can get to the basket whether or not he's consistent like shooting the ball is going to be a big question for him as much of a like talented playmaker as he is, like in the in the same vein. When I say Luca, understand that I have like the most reverence for Luca's talent. So I don't. When I compare him, I'm not saying he's on this level, but he's in this template. Um, he definitely he's he's just not on the same level as a Flash as those guys. Like he kind of does the same. Even Giddy, like Giddy's a more colorful passer than him. I, that's probably what it is. And I, I think that Cunningham is just kind of like a safe. He's sort of a safe superstar, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, he's not going to like wow you with with flash or anything like that. That might be why, you know. There's this kind of a, a thing where he can, uh, he can just sort of cruise and be really good, but and not not kind of blow you away with like highlight sort of play, you know. Hey, so just for the audience too, just real quick, first release is September first. Chronicles draft pick. Obviously, that's a college uniform thing. So I always tell guys with that it's usually a short term, unless you're in it long term because you like the college. But I would wait because I think it could be different this year. But Panini Obsidian comes out the tenth. That'll be the I think that'll be the first pro uniform for these guys. I always tell guys if you if you're going in it for the resale by any means or just for the value, always stick with the pro uniform stuff. But I mean, so we're talking what three three and a half weeks away from the first releases. So that's kind of why, like I said, I was just trying to get a kind of an overall feeling of hey, who do we think is actually going to play? Who's going to be have some hype around them? And then toward the end of September, there's just October, November, there's releases every month. So, because the season is still scheduled for mid October, is that okay? Which is actually perfect. That'll fall in line with a lot of this. So, um, Kyle, anybody overrated you think like got picked way too soon, way too early, or anything like that? Uh, in terms of like draft order, I mean, yeah, there's been there's been a sort of a lot of back and forth about you know Davion Mitchell was just maybe not I like him as a player, but it just wasn't a good spot for him. Like they uh, the Kings picked him at nine. I've it's it's become one of my sort of corners that I'm willing to die on. Zaire Williams is a really interesting player uh, who played for Stanford this past year. He's like a six ten wing who is going to be able to hit threes and play you know guard multiple positions. He's an interesting player for your all's purposes, in my opinion, because um, he he can uh, he, he's he's just a really freakish sort of big wing. Um, Primo is sort of Josh Primo, the guy that the Spurs drafted. Um, could develop into a pretty fun player. He's a guy that a lot of people think was taken a little high that he could. Um, but I think the thinking on him was that he's going to be like a lottery pick next year. So the Spurs just went ahead and grabbed him this year. 
Um, but he's he's sort of he's got sort of a fun offensive game too. Um, in terms of guys that got picked too high, I don't nothing really offends me through th- just looking through the first round because um, some of these guys could really pan out. Um, Quint, Quentin Grimes might have been a little bit high uh, for the Knicks, but he was sort of a need pick for them. I, it's funny with this; I can always tell the guy. I can kind of gauge the guys that are popular based on how bitchy people are after I make certain videos. <laughs> I just know it's coming. Like Anthony Edwards was a big one. It was just like mute mentions on some of these. Um, Lamelo was another one. Oh um, yeah, you say anything about Lamelo? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you insult his dad, then people like that. Yeah, for sure. He's fun to pick on. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you the last question. We'll let you let you jump out of here. So obviously, super busy offseason to start. Um, well, I say two questions. First, because Simmons was like very specific. We opened with this, and I forgot because I'm a <laughs> moron. Um, Lillard, is he getting traded? What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, in terms of like Intel, I don't have anything on it. I mean, it's, it seems like he really wants to be. Uh, it's, I guess it's just kind of finding somebody that could – return the value that they're after. I could understand why Portland wouldn't be in a hurry. It seems like eventually he will, but I mean, there's a lot of people out there right now trying to, uh, you know, go door to door and find, you know, ridiculous value. And for a player like him, I'd, I'd assume they're going to wait this out. So it could take a while. Um, I'd assume. Yes. I mean, just to keep it simple, but I think it's going to take a little while. Watch. He'll get traded tomorrow. Watch. Yeah. He <laughs> just broke the line here. Yeah, we just dumped the call right now. Ronick and the zoom. Yeah, because I mean, the big th- the rumor we had heard, which I mean, again, I don't know what substantiates this or not, was to Philly, which for the card world would be insane. I mean, he goes to Philly. I think you just buy everything Dame and just wait for the playoff run. I think it would be nuts. Um, in terms of the rest of the trades, anything else jump out to you as, you know, overly interesting? Like the one I, we had talked about was Carmelo. It was funny how much of a price hike he had, which mm-hmm. I tell guys right now, I would sell Carmelo immediately if you're not holding for the playoff run because. I can't imagine he's playing more than like 15 minutes a game at his age. I could be wrong, but I would just be shocked. But anything else like trade-wise jump out at you? Do you just mean free agency in general, like players jump at teams or trade specific? Yeah, I mean, specifically, I guess the Lakers. You know, obviously Carmelo, Westbrook. What do you see that? How do you see that working out for them? The spacing is going to be a big question for them. Um, you know, they got a lot of like similarly minded players. And a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, what is what is LeBron like? This coming year, how healthy is he going to be? At you know, he's pushing. He's just he's just about my age, uh, so I, I can't really imagine him playing at that level. But he's pretty special, as we know. I, if if he comes back and he falls into place, LeBron is basically like a, a basketball planet that things can orbit around. You know, so um, I'm really interested. You know, Westbrook can LeBron sort of like be the one person that could motivate motivate Westbrook to play within a role that will help him be more efficient? That's a big question for me because Russ is pretty stubborn to play the way he likes to pound the ball. He likes to take his shots. Is he going to like to play off the catch with LeBron? That's a big question. Um, I was curious to ask you guys, since I'm like a Kentucky guy, like Malik Monk, is he a guy? He seems like a guy that would be like a popular player in the card. How, what is, what's his popularity like? So he was. So he was drafted two years ago, right? He was 2018 with Luca. He was 17. 17. Okay. So Tatum. So so in 17, he was a top in terms of se- selling, top five, top 10 guy. Like there was some hype around him. Came out, and then honestly, over like the past 18 months, it just got very quiet. I mean, his role kind of got diminished. And was he in Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte. His card goes for about 200 bucks right now. Yeah. So I actually bought one of his cards yesterday. National Treasure is kind of like a premier brand. It's it's not the true RPA, true rookie patch auto, but I thought. That to, to me, that kid like just screams of like the sixth type, six man type guy coming off the bench and can score. 
Plus, I think he can shoot better than half the guys on LA, although I think Jesse can too. So oh, I don't know what that's saying. Thank you. But I, I think Malik Monk's like a great example of kind of like that sleeper type. You know, he had kind of his fall from where he was at. So I'm actually excited to hear you say that because I did. I just spent a little money on Malik. Wait, when did you when did you buy him? What day? When? Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, because I was gonna say, like, as of what is it? Today's the ninth. So as of August second, looking at his 2017 Prism PSA 10 card, it was selling for 75 and now it's selling for 200 Kind of crazy. Seriously. Is that a Lakers yeah. effect? Is that oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's somebody to keep an eye on because he's the type of guy who you don't really build your team around but if you have a good team and you have pieces that work and you liberate him to just be like hey man just go be an offensive flamethrower in the yeah. second unit this could be a good situation for him that was he's one the lakers were one of the better fits i think because he gives them something that i don't really think they have and i still am a monk believer so i i, I could see him having some games where people are just like where the hell did this come from? You know, kind of vintage Malik Monk. Something to keep an eye on for for sure. Yeah, I was actually, that was kind of one of our notes on the show today. because I, I try to keep everybody updated. Like when I'm buying, hey, I feel like this is a good buy, so I buy it myself. But yeah, he was like the top guy on my list. I just thought same thing. Good situation. I didn't know. It's kind of like Jesse. You're not going to build a team around Jesse, but he's just going to come in and drop. He just came off the bench with that stat. Yep. Dropping threes, bro. <laughs> what can I say? I'm really good at things. Just what he does. <laughs> Thank you. He raises your ceiling. You know? <laughs> he, I'm he telling you, he really does. Jesse's yeah. just, and he's got a he's got a weird following. We met a lot of Jesse fans at the card show we went to. There's a lot of people with shirts that have my face on them. It's odd. That may have, that may be true actually. So, Malik Monk. Well, there you go. Well, that is J Kyle Mann. Kyle to his friends. I'm going to put us in that category now. We're just calling you Kyle. First I'll let you guys call me Kyle. Thanks, yep, Kyle. You crossed, you crossed the line today into friendship. So all we can all we could hope for. So we appreciate yeah. the time. Thank you for the knowledge, especially on the draft. Uh, I'm sure the audience is definitely it's something they were lacking with just us two idiots. So <laughs> we appreciate you bringing in some actual some knowledge there. So thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians. 
who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, so that was Kyle Mann. I'd be on, I knew I was going to screw up his name, by the way. Kyle the man, if you will. Fair. I just made that up. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying to Jesse when we signed off for just a second there to regroup. It's hard to put way too much, you know, a, a whole lot of cards put on it because they're rookies. Nothing's out until that, yeah. first. That's, I so kind of felt I, I was, useless during some of that. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to listen because I can't pull dude, up a card Dude, then you're Malik value. Monk stat. Look at this guy. <laughs> the one guy. Yeah. No, I, I just I, I just wanted, I thought it was important, like, hey, because guys are preparing. You're going to start seeing these guys in summer ball and they're playing already. It started last night. So it's like, you know, at least you have an idea what somebody with a lot more. He was pretty humble, too, because as soon as I asked, yeah. that name came up from everybody. So clearly the dude knows knows his stuff and ready so. to jump in. That was awesome. Um, yeah, very cool. I, I so. do have a question based on that, though. Like, is it sure. fair to say if you went to the Lakers, if you weren't already on the Lakers and you moved to the Lakers, your card value went up? Yeah, because, again, you talk about a guy like Malik Monk. Uh, which I just bought his, so I bought his 2017 National Treasures. I bought the horizontal patch auto, so it's not the true. It's worth like 250 bucks. It goes up because that guy goes from a team of no relevance to the biggest market team in the in the in the league, and a team that's probably going to make a championship run. But you also and he's had be like a contributor. Carmelo, who went over there, and he got bounced. Same thing, and then yeah, same thing. Carmelo yeah. leaves Portland, who was very—I mean, they made the playoffs, got bounced first round. Yeah. Now he goes over there. Okay, and Carmelo, there's that Cinderella story too. Hey, does this guy? He's not going to be a major contributor, but does this old school vet who's a Hall of Famer, does he finally get his ring? Guys love that Cinderella crap. Westbrook, same type of guy, younger than that, but hey, he's been very good for a long time. You know, Kyle talked about it. He needs somebody to really mentor him and tell him to chill out. Maybe LeBron's that guy. I'm interested to see what the Lakers do from a hobby standpoint. I think a lot of those guys could explode. Even AD, Anthony Davis stuff is way down from its peak a few months ago because of the injury. LeBron stuff is finally starting to climb back now. But I think the Lakers, if healthy and if everything clicks, so fantasy land, I think they have the highest ceiling of anybody in the league, including the Nets. I just, I don't know how that all works. Do they stay healthy? Do they gel? So, okay. That's crazy about Malik Monk, though. I didn't realize the stuff had jumped. I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's a bad sell on anything base related or low numbered stuff. I would sell that kind of stuff immediately. What's interesting, and we we haven't talked about this. We'll we'll touch on it at the very end of the show. So Card Ladder, one of the guys you know we work with, if you've got the pro version of their software, it now is giving valuations. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but it's actually valuing it higher than what it's currently selling like for. Projecting yeah, its value project, to go higher. Yeah. So by the way, we got a nice little shout out from that. Party on their YouTube. <laughs> I, I love the picture of you backwards tag. You like throw up the thumbs. <laughs> that <laughs> was perfect. That was a fun, fun thing. All right, cool. Let's jump into whatever you have next. Oh yeah, quick soccer note. Messi's is it PSG? PSG. Ronicle, yes, no. that is correct. Ronicle. I just don't oh, remember what PSG stands for. I don't care. He, Portugal. That's where Mbappe and Neymar. Mbappe for sure is on that team. Yeah, well, and uh, Mbappe is the one that everyone's talking about as far as like, is he going to stay? Is he going to get transferred? And how that's going to affect his value? Monik um, said it was Neymar, so I was correct. That makes me happy. thank you. Yeah, it's funny. All the so I I reached out to Jason, the Soccer Cards United guys. That's a that's the Irish dude who's going to be the co-host, and his he thought the same thing as me because I was just like, man, I, I can't imagine Messi's pricing jumping around a whole lot. Who does this affect the most? He went right to Mbappe. So. Do you have any Mbappe numbers by chance? And I forgot. It's not Portugal. It's it's Paris, duh, because that's where Mbappe already was. Um, 
So you knew that. Uh, I do. I will say I find it interesting. Paris, Tennessee. Paris, Texas. Where's the banter today, man? Kyle we, coming. We in jumped serious. right in. We'll we'll cut I to know. banter here soon enough. Um, Last card note. The <laughs> cards are done after this. Thirty minutes of yeah. worthless talk. Um, so Mbappe and Messi have both seen a little bit of a drop, actually. Um, not as bad. So Mbappe, or I'm sorry, you wanted to touch Messi first. No, I just wanted Mbappe. But you can give Messi too. Okay. Um, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for saying that. It's time to shine. Um, so Mbappe, then he's right now selling for about four seventy nine. Um, Care to share the details of a card? 2018 game? Prism World sure. Cup card number eighty PSA ten. Is this the one we own a PSA nine of? This is the card. Yes, it is. Um, What's our nine doing? Uh, actually, I've got it pulled up here. The- is it on an Ethereum type spike? I'll have you know Ethereum up to thirty one fifty. I was a little nervous last night. Dropped to twenty nine fifty. Back to. <laughs> If it gets much higher, I'm I'm dumping fifty percent. You said you were dumping it three, so the fact that you're still in, yeah, no, Amen. I know it's hard to get out. Got to pay for that house, bro. <laughs> I hear you, bro. Um, no, Mbappe. <laughs> that's all from now on, just bro. Hey, bro, that's good. Uh, so we bought that card for two twenty. Um, it's selling for two uh, twenty five on card ladder, right? Or I'm sorry, on Starstock. So money, baby. So we're up. look at us. We are not we are down. Up. Um. So not a lot of no spike with either one of those guys. It doesn't sound like, huh? Yeah, not really. Um, the the messy card, actually, I'm I pulled up the one that it shows like as his rookie, which is the 2004 Panini sports card. But it's kind of hard to even talk about this card as Low far pop. as value. It it's got yeah, it's a 70 pop. Uh, actually, oh. it's 20 pop if we're talking about a PSA 10, and it's also 344 thousand dollars if we're talking about. PSA 10. So thinking about it. Um, so, yeah, that, that one's kind of hard to really call out. Here was a prevailing sentiment around Mbappe and, and Neymar to a lesser degree. It just sounds like that is going to be the scoring line of like the century. Like that is going to be the line. And a lot of guys I talked to said the same thing. Like we actually think it's a chance to buy Mbappe. There's going to be a decent bump. World Cup, though, next year. And then, of course, once these guys just start playing together, just the amount of hype and like how well they'll do. So if the prices haven't jumped yet, maybe you got a chance to actually get in. If you've been waiting to get an Mbappe card, even if you're just holding it to collect, and not to mention I have a PSA 9 for sale for 500 <laughs> so. Uh But no, it sounds like that now would actually be the time before the hype really takes over. Well, wasn't Flint saying, um, what's Flint's first name? Jason. Jason. Jason uh, was saying that he thinks Mbappe goes up either way as far as right. like, if he stays or if he moves, just because now you have Messi on the team. So sure. you're you know, hopefully going to win more games or you get traded in a big club. Yeah, if you trade, you're going to a bigger club. So, okay. So interesting. Well, so this is going to fall into the same vein as our next subject. We'll keep an eye on this for Thursday and see if anything else changes. Cause it's not been a ton of sales in the last two days since it happened. So, uh, let me jump into one thing real fast. Um, two baseball notes. I just want to hit. So Kyle Schwarber, who I'm high on being with the Red Sox, it looks like he's going to be out another two weeks, had like a mild setback with his groin. Oh, you hate any sort of setback with your groin. (laughs) Here's a question. Do you have, is it one groin that just makes the bridge or are there two separate groins? Uh, they're, well, they're, they're attached by, it doesn't matter. I'm aware of that, but is it just one? Like when you strain your groins, like left groin, left groin, right right groin. Yeah. That's a question for the audience. Can you please comment on any of our, what's the multiple of groin (laughs) groins? Or is it just, is it like deer? It's just deer. No matter what. Granula, I believe is how that's pronounced. Yep. Gotcha. All right. So that's Schwerber news. Perfect. Uh, another Red Sox to keep an eye on blaze Jordan. Yeah. Uh, So he was in 2020 Bowman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Blaze. Never heard of him. Blaze. Has no idea Honestly, when I saw say. your show note that said Blaze Jordan, I thought it was like a verb of Blaze. And then you were talking about Michael Jordan. So I liked it better when you weren't talking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not true. It's so mean. Um, Blaze Jordan just got his first promotion. I think he's playing high A now, I believe. Point being, he's been killing it in minors so far. And his pricing is actually down. So Card Ladder has his 2020 Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto, which is number to 499. Oh, excuse me. Thank you. 2021 Bowman. It's a Bowman Chrome card, but it's from the Bowman series. Uh, the refractor and the gold, they're actually both 20, 30% lower than their peak originally. The fact that the kid's hitting home runs, he's batting like 360. Not Again, if you're in the prospect game, at first it was funny. The, the, the narrative around him, no joke, was just, oh, if his name wasn't Blaze, nobody would care. Blaze, though, was the guy Chris Vernon was talking about. He saw him in like batting practice two years ago. And he was like, dude, the pop off this kid's bat, he's got to, and he has, he has like a wicked swing. Kid's playing really well, hitting really well. He's actually relatively cheap, so. I will say his drop, he dropped as low as $110, not like, For a not raw even a refractor auto? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the fact that he's now selling at 307, that's pretty good. But he just within the what was the last, his peak? 400? Oh, when he, uh, this, hang on, I've got it going back to April. April 21, and it was 575. Yeah. Um, so when the product initially released, he was way higher. But even in the last month, he's popped up to 400. Which is, I mean, which he should. The guy's been playing really well. But right now, but I just think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's still room to grow with Blaze Jordan. So um, the next subject, I honestly think we're a show too early. You know, they had the Hall of Fame induction Saturday and Sunday night for football. Yeah, maybe we hold it. Is there a lot of, is there, so Indy sent over the report with Calvin Johnson. He said there was one big move. Um, So just, and just to recap, the four guys I'll be interested in seeing. So the three from the 21 class were Peyton, Calvin, Charles Woodson. Troy Palomalu went in Saturday night with the 2020 class. Um, I don't think he was even on the report because I didn't mention him last week. Yeah, we just had Peyton, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson. Um, So, we need to revisit this on Thursday when there's like time to actually see some sales. Yeah, because what yeah, was the Calvin? The Calvin sale Johnson was big, but other than that, um, so, so what was it? What was the card? So this was the 2007 playoff contenders out of 525. I don't know why. this Which, was... by the way, guys ask about people from that generation from 2000, starting with Brady on. Mm-hmm. Before that, they were crazy hard to hit. Like Peyton's contender auto was insanely expensive. But if we got this, um, actually, John messaged me on Facebook, a buddy of mine. Okay, what's the go-to Calvin Johnson rookie? To me, it's that Contenders. I like that Contenders card as a 9-5-10. Forever, that card was $300. Although that's a card I have not looked at in years. I'm curious what that does now, because that always traded for three to three fifty. dollars It's interesting because, uh, and I don't mean to keep harping on card letter. I mean, when I say harp, it's good things. But they, Is that not they in got, there? No, they, they're pointing out a different card as they view the public in general viewing as its rookie 2007 tops chrome calvin johnson i mean tops chrome's a base card though the bo- the contenders is an auto you're just referring I mean, the to chrome's an auto fine. card okay so what's the, give me those two though give me the tops chrome sure whatever it's great or whatever they have and give me the contenders so um tops chrome card currently it's actually the most recent sale was the seventh uh so graded raw this is a psa 10 um sold for 380 so again, I think it's too early because we don't have. Yeah, sales. seventh was before. So we'll we'll recap that one. What's the contender sale he referenced? The contender sale. Uh, so it was selling uh, last sale on July six was six forty. Nine five ten. 
Uh, this is a yes, nine five ten BGS. Dang, six forty. Okay, what's it doing now? Eleven hundred as of the sixth. Is that that card also doesn't come? Like, what's the pop on that card? There's only five hundred twenty-five in the card. Period. Well, here's the yeah. thing, though. I mean, I don't even know if we have to revisit because you think of the Calvin Johnson card. This one sold on the seventh for three hundred eighty. It's not like people didn't know he was going into Hall of Fame. That's true. Yeah, that is true. It's more the weekend. Yeah. So maybe we'll just take a quick look at it and see. But. Yeah. So that one, I mean, obviously that card popped, but it, his base, if anything, it went down over the last week because um, the, the last sale before that sold for four twenty five. So it went from four twenty five uh, a week ago or two weeks ago to three eighty. So. Yeah. So we'll hit it again Thursday, just brief, because I am curious if that had any effect. Okay. So. Okay, a collector's corner is something I wanted to bring back this week. And this one, it's it's not even really collector's corner. I've actually done some buying this week. I, I Like I said, a couple, I don't know if it was the last show or the show before. I actually think now is the time to start getting in on some stuff if you can get decent pricing. If you guys so, aren't following us on Twitter, that's typically in our Facebook group. But that's where Mike puts out a lot of feelers for cards he's looking for, trading, stuff like that. Check it out. Oh, so in, in the collector's vein, I, want, I really, really want, I think now is a perfect time to buy it. The 1980 Bird Magic Dr. J rookie. I want a PSA 9 or an SGC 9.5. So I think they're both. The PSA 9 is doing like 23,000 ish. If you have something in that range, hit me up on social anywhere, reach out. Has to be in a new PSA holder. The SGC 9. SCN underscore GO is the Twitter tag. Uh, the SGC 9.5, I actually hadn't comped. Pull that up real quick. 1980. See if they have any SGC 9.5s on card ladder. Um, that's a card to me that's going in the bank. I've got the PSA 8. I've got a BVG eight, BVG seven, but that's just one I'm gonna just. I, I really want to get a nine. Those had climbed all the way up to fifty thousand plus. What did you? Is what rating did you want? SGC nine five uh, or a nine even. SGC SGC eight seven. Let's see. While you're doing that, yep. I'm, so here's my other buys for the week. I bought the Malik Monk for two hundred bucks. Again, it's the horizontal. I think it's numbered to one ninety nine. I think. I think if he has a couple good games, that's one I just, you know, and even that's one I would not hate to have to come playoff time. Do you happen to find it? SGC 9 or 9.5? Um, yeah, so I do have it there. Let me see if there are any sales on Fear it. Fear me those details. The, there's only one sale that they have a record of, and it was back in 2019. But this kind of points to that whole card ladder update that they did, that it's it's all about trying to evaluate values of cards, even if they haven't sold recently okay. and so so what card is this specific this sgc yeah this is the sgc 95 of the uh larry bird magic johnson uh in my card. mind that card should be so that's what they're giving you right there's been no recent so, comps so they're telling you what they feel like based on the market it tells it you be. what it should what they think it should be but it also gives you a how accurate do they think that number is so like uh, one out of five what's the accuracy it's only a one out of five so what what number do you think it is I think that card should be somewhere between seventeen and twenty thousand. Man, you're gonna really love their value. They think it should be thirty-seven thousand. So, oh, nah, an SGC nine five is not outselling a PSA nine by. That's why it's only a one rating. Yeah, it's exactly. not doing almost double. That's sixty percent more than the PSA, PSA nine. Ten, oh, not PSA ten. PSA nine is doing twenty-two thousand right now. Right, so you're talking six. What over fifty percent higher for? I yeah. don't buy that. No, yeah, yeah obviously. That's... I think I think if it was equivalent with a PSA nine, that'd be doing good. Yeah. So all right, real quick, let me run through these. The Malik Monk I bought. I bought a Peyton Manning Bowman Chrome. I got a good deal on it. PSA ten. Pull that up real quick. Two thousand. Uh, no, no, no. Nineteen ninety eight Bowman Chrome PSA ten Peyton. 
I paid like I got it kind of in a lot deal. I paid like five fifty ish. Um, I just liked it long term. It's weird to me that that card of Brady is worth fifteen thousand and Peyton is worth six hundred. I also want the pop on that if you could, because I'm very curious about that. The ninety eight tops Chrome. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, Bowman Chrome. Bowman Chrome. No, I think you said I'm that. Sorry. My bad. No. Um, the other reason why the way that. Brady outsells it so much as Brady did not have a Topps Chrome. So that that helps too. But uh 98 Bowman Chrome PSA 10 uh Peyton Manning is going for 650. Oh, uh, 665, yeah. Pretty What's much. What's the pop? Uh pop is 1000. So that's less than Brady's Bowman. That's what I mean. It does not make sense to me. That Peyton stuff on that is just that that card to me just because I bought it I have no problem hyping it up. I don't know how that's <laughs> not like a it doesn't make sense. Why is Brady's worth fifteen? I paid seventeen thousand for or sixteen eight for my Brady. Again, I'm not saying Brady and Manning on the same level. They're not. But how is that card worth a fraction? Yeah, I just fair. think there's some real gaps in some of the stuff, which is something we need to cover more because there are definitely a lot more pockets in the card world of things that don't make sense. But here's the thing: the real question is, do you think Peyton necessarily needs to come up a lot more, or does the Brady yes. need to come down some? I think they're both going to go up because I think Brady's going to be 20. The only reason I bought that is I think Brady goes back to 25 when it's all said and done. Okay. So uh, I'm going to hold demanding for a while unless it spikes like crazy. But otherwise, that's kind of a long term hold for me. Um, we talked about Eric Pascal, Pascal, whatever, going to the Utah Jazz. I liked it. I bought his blue prism, which is number to 199. I bought a nine five for 50 bucks. The only comp was months ago at 40. Again, long shot. If Utah comes out hot and he plays, I think that's a decent buy. I bought some more Tua mosaic gems. Uh, PSA 10s they're doing like 100 to 110 bucks. Uh, I bought some Burrows as well, uh, Burrow and Herbert. I got some Herberts cheap. I don't even believe in buying Herberts right now, but they were dirt cheap. Um, I bought an Acuna game model autographed bat full size for 300. Oh really? That's cool. It's like 400 bucks when he's playing. I just think Acuna is too good. The one and then Deshaun Watson. I bought three or four of those optic PSA 10s. Our straight cash homies. I got one for 230. The other ones were 250. Which you know. Do you? Uh, when was the last time you bought like like you did Durant, like where you had so many Durants and Jaws? I haven't done it since. Yeah, I haven't loaded up on one. Guys, I haven't had the opportunity to. Um, my biggest purchase though was a LeBron. Um, so I actually car- checked this on Card Ladder this morning. I bought the 2003 LeBron Bowman Chrome PSA 10 rookie. Those that hit 10 to 11,000 at their peak, now they're selling for 8,500. I got it for 6,700. I just think again, the Lakers are going to have so much hype. So. Point being, I'm back on the buying train and I will not apologize for it. Toot, toot. <laughs> You're on the train. Five, you got by on. Far your most valuable contribution to the show. Thank you. Um, do your thing. Say Straight it. cash, homie. Yeah, not doing this every week, but this one seemed like a perfect storm. 2020 Tops Update Paper, PSA 10, Louis Robert. These things that hit 150 bucks when he was healthy last year. The negative first. The pop is over 8,000, which sounds like a ton. Acuna's is 18,000. So I don't hate it. It's selling for like 45 bucks, and he's coming back this week, reports said. That team's still far and away the, the number one team in their division. They're probably going to go in as a number one, number two seed. They're definitely playoff bound. I think that's a good buy. And, and I just think that price is so stupid cheap. I could see that jumping back up. So that is a card to go along with your Durant question. If somebody said, hey, I've got... 50 of these for 40 bucks each. I'd buy those in a heartbeat. Really? I think that's okay. just a great safe buy. So um, huge release week too. We got caught up with time. I feel bad. Um, NT basketball, Tops Allen and Ginter baseball, and Tops Luminaries all release on Wednesday. 
Uh, real quick, Allen & Ginter is like 120-ish a box. Ton of variations, short prints. It's good for set collectors. It has the mini cards in there. It has a bunch of like different. This is the set I want to get my own card in. Jeremy from Tops, if you're listening. Jeremy ring, with the mustache. That bell again. The mustachio man. I want that Allen and Ginter card. Please. Please. Uh, no, just very random product, but some of the stuff, it's one of the few products you could open and think you hit nothing. And then you start looking at cards and some of the SPs and you've hit a $100 picture of a dinosaur i mean it's, it's so <laughs> random like it's a it's a fossil you know is, picture that has a i can't SP tell if you're being serious or not i'm being serious that product is is weird really so that's kind of cool. yeah alan again too strange and i think it's great so again uh, it's cheap too it's 120 bucks you probably get less than 120 bucks luminaries on the other hand you get one encased auto or patch auto super high upside i mean you can hit some crazy cuts some multiplayer cards at 375 a box it's tough like I think I would buy into like serial number breaks by the box, thirty-eight bucks a spot or something. You get one, you get a one in ten shot of hitting the card if it's numbered right. You know, PYTs are fine too. It's a twelve box case. The cards themselves are awesome. This one is for me has started to price itself out. I used to pay two twenty-five like two years ago. I was gonna ago ask. Rip. Yeah, well, how much yeah, has it gone out? Two twenty-five at personals. It was like okay, you take a shot. Three seventy-five to four hundred. That's a tough personal break. I think that's when you just buy in breaks. And then NT basketball. So the cheapest I saw NT Basketball advertised that is sixteen grand. That comes out when these are all Wednesday releases. You know, it's going to be expensive no matter how you break it. the The one thing I would say with NT, I actually it's way more expensive. I like full case breaks. A lot of guys break this down by the box. I don't like that because NT, if you if both RPAs get popped early, you're kind of buying into dead boxes at the end. So even though it is more expensive, I actually I would rather take one shot at NT um, and buy in. Like the Lamelo RPA is going to be worth, you know, I, I'll be curious to see what the Lamelo, like the first true RPA, does to ninety nine. Thirty grand, maybe more. I mean Zion and Luca are way more than that. Lamelo is not on that level, but sells kind of like it. You look like you just found something interesting. Those no, beautiful no, no. blues I, just <laughs> widened up. So I'm looking through here. Alan Ginter, that that is mainly baseball. Correct. So it's a baseball product. So it's all baseball. The other one's baseball, NT basketball. Where's the football? I keep hearing this is the time this we need to start talking about football. But why it started last week with gold standard. Takes this week off. Although there might be something Friday. I don't know. We'll do that Thursday show. It's gonna start being just about weekly football coming up. Yep. All right, because that's the thing. I that's I'm in I actually have an investment in football, but it's also that's the one that I think I feel like I know a little bit more about as far as players go. So, yeah, just curious. Yeah, and then basketball always does this. They always save their some of their biggest. NT and Flawless are two of the last, if not the last, products released. Um, like so, after the season's already done. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, that it's just going to be huge money. I mean, you're going to have logo men in there that are going to do multiple six figure cards in there, no question. Um, you know, even like the Lamelo logo man, does that do a million bucks? Maybe. I don't think it's crazy to think it would. I'm not saying it's... A, so there's monster stuff in there. You're also going to get cases that have $1,500 worth of resale value. So, okay, I was going to say, worst case scenario, what do you think someone gets out of one of those boxes? You get murdered. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you sold your car. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, you talked on the card ladder thing. Uh, I only have two other things. I'm going to hit a couple questions real fast. I was going to mention the the whole thing real quick before you do that. Um so I just keep seeing all this stuff about um, NFTs coming back. Uh, people started asking about Top Shot. Like, is it dead? What's the deal? 
I, I did find, I don't know if this was in the Facebook group or a, a third party, but the Facebook. the Facebook brought us some details as far as sales and things like that from Top Shot. They had been pretty low, pretty stagnant for a while. However, last week specifically, I think this was on the 6th or 7th, there was a pretty sizable spike. And when I say sizable spike, I mean like three to four times the sales. Um, I I don't know if there was like a big release that day or, or not, uh, just because I, I crypto, crypto started jumping then. Huh? That, well, crypto started jumping a few days before that even, but it has since come back down. So everyone was like, oh, man, this is like NBA Top Shots back. I I don't know if it's back or You're not. You're not on board. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying that because bottom line, you pointed out crypto. That's the whole thing on the underlying side of this is that you know if the if your crypto coin has gone up in value because everything else because Bitcoin and ETH have gone up in value, then that adds a little more validity to the NFT market. Like oh okay, well now this money that these NFTs are worth or actually has value. So so yeah, there there is to say. NFTs could be coming back because all of crypto's coming uh, back. It looks like right now, but uh, I don't know if Top Shot in particular is making some big moves, though it did have a pretty stellar day last week. That that's that's about all at this. I have point. a question for you. What is this? The National Sports Card Collector Show. Just I, yeah. So what is that? They've done that twice now. So I usually that means that we were tagged in a post of theirs, but I went Why to the. Why are we on either? Why are we on any of their stuff, by the way? You got all these other people in there. You know the other thing? Some of these VIP you parties I watched. You know my theory. You know I, I looked at some of the content creators at some of these parties. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, these people have 12 <laughs> listeners. What are we doing? I'm sorry. I was trying to be positive all day. I ruined I don't want to get kicked out of the next national, uh, but I don't understand why we weren't really featured more or at all. At all. Um, yeah. It was weird. But and not because of us, because of the name of... The- because of the ringer. I'm, I'm not under any illusion. It's me oh, and you. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's kind of my we thing need as well. Bill. You know what? We need Bill there next year. Bill, is that, Bill, you coming on? You coming in? We, I still got that bet I'm sharing. We talked about that. What? Remember, I was that, Big Spoon. Are you trying to entice him? I Big Spoon, Little Spoon. It's okay. Um, but yeah, bottom line is, I don't know why we were tagged uh, or why that picture was sent to us. Um, well, maybe fine. they want us to repost it. Also, I got finally got a message to my card letter. I said, hey, I'm finally on board. Like, how do I invest? If not, I'm ready to be an intern. Oh, yeah. Do these hypothetical interns <laughs> free? work for free? Yeah. Christina. <laughs> I so that's that. a no to so, the investing. Uh, no on the investment side, it sounds like. They're, they're, they've got all they need. Okay. Do they? I don't, I'm, re- I'm ready to help. Um, two last notes. I'll hit a couple questions. Oh, by the way, thank you for everybody reaching out about my dad. That was very kind. How is your dad Dad's doing, doing great. That's all I wanted to say. Dad, Took a turn was, for the best. <laughs> turn for the best. Turn for the best. That's how that turn of phrase is. Um, yeah, he was our. He was posting back in the Facebook group the day he got back from the hospital, which was Friday. I saw so. him the other day. Oh, did he you? Dropped off some dinner for him. Oh. Guy looked. Guy looked top not, top of his game. Ah, uh, that was really kind of you. That's very nice. Uh, no, he's doing great. I had Thanks. nothing to do with it. Thanks My for everybody wife. reaching out. I never would have done that. <laughs> he uh, uh, he said thank you. Okay, we got a couple questions about this, too. I got tagged in some posts as well. Apparently, there was a, an issue. First of all, I have no firsthand knowledge. I know people who tried to bid on golden items and did, could not because oh, of the yeah. bug or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, they just extended everything 24 hours. So immediately, the thought was, well, things were selling too cheap, so they want to extend it. I guess that's a possibility. Or maybe there was just an error with the bidding things. Like, sites get overloaded. Happened with Topshot all the time. I mean, I, 
I, I guess I just don't, I don't think there's anything here, but a lot of people brought it up. I, I have no inside knowledge. I don't care. I think this was the most reasonable solution. Like you extend it 24 hours. I don't know why this is even a story. So that's it. I have nothing else to say about that. Another VIP dinner we weren't invited to, by the way. Thanks, Kenny. Please. I, I don't speak glowingly, so maybe that's deserved. Um, next show, here's another project we have to do because I dropped the ball with starting with Lillard today. Simmons is really down on this 1986 Flair set, which is the Michael Jordan set. He just thinks it's very overrated. He said it to me again yesterday. We were talking about something totally different. He is out. He just doesn't. He thinks that Jordan and everybody else in it or. You need to do an, a special 86 Flair episode. I'm convinced there's way too much inventory and something weird is going on. Like someone had a warehouse of those boxes. Listen, Bill, when you start paying our paychecks, you can tell us. Oh, yeah, he does. So, OK, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that. Sure. No problem, Bill. <laughs> We can find it. always find a new co-host. Probably cost me less. It's um, not fair. Yeah, I just think so it's something I, I've never actually looked into, like pop counts and different sales. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll we'll spend a few minutes. He says special episode. I, it's going to be like a five minute thing probably. <laughs> but I do, you know, maybe there's some smoke and fire there. I have no idea. I mean, the, the perception of that set is it's the Holy Grail type set. But so the, why not? I mean, to be fair though, like you were talking about you earlier, you are down on Bill today. Are you kidding me? I love. First off, could you not tell that that was like a setup to a joke, like? Because obviously he pays our bill. That's why it was funny. You, you, you're leaning into it too hard. Um, but bottom line. Technically, I pay. eighty six. Yeah, that's only because I allow it like that. I still want my I want a contract. I want it in writing. I don't I don't trust you. You could die. I want to be six. I want to be six <laughs> feet tall. I, um, if I die before you, you can have everything. This is ridiculous. I keep it together. <laughs> I want to go uh, to the point of, yes, the 86 Fleer box may be overpriced but what isn't in the high end range of things like there's a lot but there of there is but there is a huge disparity in that set and other sets around it i think he's asking too in the vein of he likes the stuff earlier than that which is way tougher to find and it doesn't come anywhere near the resale value i, I wonder if that's a connection you know what bill why don't you jump on with us on thursday we'll do the data research you can give us your thoughts by we do you mean indy or invitation ex yeah i'm not doing that invitation <laughs> extended let's hit some questions and get out of here all right uh mailbag we have a few questions some related i want to someone to sell me that bird rookie i want that larry bird rookie guys if you've got that rookie don't sell it to him do me a favor Come on. Um, I just, I'm kidding. Why I'm kidding. That's would a joke you say that. that? From the Facebook, Cameron How's your week been? You know she blew me off this weekend. Here's the thing. The first time we haven't hung out in like two months, it's not blowing you off. We just hadn't seen other people. We were just saying, hey. Not- stand by your decision. Like, no, we don't <laughs> we're, si- we're having dinner with you on Friday. This Friday? Yeah. Anniversary. Oh, yeah. 13-year anniversary coming up this weekend. For I don't want to brag about it. Yeah. I was at your wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, Me and Hannah were dating at the time. You had a we shaved head. You look like a neo-Nazi in those photos. And I love <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Scrub. <laughs> Scrub that no, immediately. No, that's funny. That's, um, you weren't. I, I had a buzz cut. It was not shaved. It was very close. Number one on top. Yeah. No, oh, I was doing good. it myself back then. I had no money. I couldn't afford anything. I was shaving my own head. <laughs> I will say, I've never seen you happier in those photos. Very happy, man. There you go. <laughs> Happy, skinny, taller. Did you have a good great. weekend, though, before we get in the mailbag? At your wedding? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah, had a great weekend. Yeah. Well, thanks to you. Oh, well. I don't know what we did this week. I'm sure we did something. Oh, it's hard know. to tell when I'm not involved, so. Big pick. Big mailbag. What part of the, 
Where are we at? The Facebook Cameron sure. Nickel wants to know for NBA cards specifically, are you always after the silver for either Prism Select? Also, what about RWB? RWB stands for red, white, and blue. Or okay. any other colors for the same card. So this year specifically, I will not be messing around with much base except for the long shots. You know, uh, Kyle talks about that guy, BJ Boston. You can pick up his base prism for like 50 cents to a buck or some of those dirt cheap as a long shot. Hey, if they do well, it's going to jump fine. But I think this year specifically, when it comes to the well-known guys, I'm going to stick to silver or better. I like red, white, and blues though. Yeah. All the, all the colored prospects I like. Yep. Um, should we be buying up Lamar Jackson? He feels grossly undervalued to me. Jeff Isaacs wants to know. Chris Isaacs or Jeff? <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Jeffy. Um, Chris Isaac, isn't that a singer? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I thought Chris Isaac. <laughs> Jeff Isaac wants to know, what about Lamar Jackson? Is he undervalued? What about that Lamar? <laughs> Pull him up on card letter. I don't know. Yeah, that's a what fair I look question. Like I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, um, I am high on the kid this season. I, I, I do stand behind that. I, I'm high on Lamar Jackson. Jesse will tell us his pricing a minute. Hollywood Brown being healthy. They signed Sammy Watkins. They drafted some weapons. I think he's going to have a very good season. What do they have on? I don't even know what card. 2018 they have on there. Prism is the go-to card on here. Uh, PSA 10. Before you say it, so like Josh Allen right now is 800 bucks. Okay. Baker, I want to say is like 400. If Lamar is anything less than five, I think it's worth it. What's the population? Give me the pop. 588. Oh, low. Do you think he is in the same? Uh, who'd you say? I See, I strangely think he's going to sell up there with Josh Allen, though, which he should. And That's you why said how much, good... how much was Josh Allen? You said eight? Josh Allen's doing like eight right now. Okay. This What's guy is doing, doing 800, eight? exactly. Yep. See, so is, is he a buy? No. I think the I don't think he's as good as Allen. I don't think he's going to have a good a season. He had so much of a price spike, though, after that um, MVP season. That's why, so no, the numbers don't make sense in terms of value for me. Does he have other cards on there? PSA 10s, just to keep it generic? Um, yeah, actually. Should have at least see. one. Give me one. Does he have an optic? Let's see. He's got a 2018 optic. Uh, PSA 10? PSA 10. It is currently valued 281. Again, that's not out of whack. It should be about 30 to 40% of a prism. I don't think there's much value there because I think for those prices to increase, not that he's not going to have a good season, he would have to really, really ball out. So I don't know that there's a ton of value there, in my opinion. I think he's good, I don't, but I think his numbers were so high, they have still not all the way corrected. He should not be selling as high as Josh Allen. He should not right now, at least. Um, so. Okay, that's fair. So I, I have to go. I'm skipping down a few questions to this guy because apparently I've missed this question a few times. If I've missed it, it's probably because it was like a paragraph. And I apologize. Is he angry? Uh, he, he just says, do I need to change my name to... Michael Ferrario, for you to finally wow. answer one of my questions. <laughs> no, we have to reference it. That's so. fair. Uh, Zyman Marzuki. Um, That's why we don't use your questions. We <laughs> can't pronounce your I name. I nailed that name. Um, Zyman wants to know, should I hold or sell my Dever slabs? I'm up around 10, 15-20%. I would hold them at least till the end of the season. They're going to the playoffs. Yeah, I would hold them. Not to mention, and they've been slumping the last couple of weeks. I definitely think I would hold. But if you are going to sell, I would sell during that playoff run or even right before the playoff run. Thanks, Simon. We yeah, appreciate up 20%. you. 20%. Great question. Don't ever take it from me. <laughs> that was a good question. Um, uh, so Jake Dillick wants to know, 
with a weaker draft class, his words, his words, could uh, focus circle back to last year's class progress, like LaMelo, Anthony Edwards? I don't think it's going to circle back on those two particularly, but I think who else was selling well last year, though? I think you're going to see the other guys there. Halliburton, Wiseman even, depending on what they do. I think guys will start to circle back there. But it sounds like this class is going to have plenty of pop by itself. So not as much as you would think. Okay. Michael Sienfrom from the Facebook. Uh, any thoughts, recommendations on various alternative buying, selling platforms? He suggests only alt, my slabs. We use uh, Starstock, of course. But I mean. Yeah. So I like Starstock for the instant buy, sell trade. Yeah, I, I do like that. I prefer that. Um, I like my slabs. MySlabs is 1% to the buyer, 1% to the seller in terms of fees. Only graded stuff, yeah. I like that one as well. Um, I, I, I've been doing really well with whatnot. I didn't go on this weekend because of all the family crap. I will go on one night this week and do What was the family crap? Was that my family crap that you're referring well, to? Well, you and them, you know, there's enough. Take it easy. Isn't it great that we're family and friends? I've never used only alt. I don't, I know they do like the margin borrowing. I don't, I can't, I can't stand that stuff, so. Um, the fractional things has been more relevant though. You know, one thing we, I ripped on dibs quite a bit. Dibs now actually shows the comp based on card ladder and then what they're presenting it at, which actually really like, Hey, this card's doing a thousand on card ladder. We're presenting it for 900. Like recently they've been doing it. I actually really like that move. Good for you. are giving value. I, I think that's cool. I actually like that. Um, Tim Gilman from the Facebook with this year's NBA draft class being so good opposite take. But equally less hype, will that deflate pricing on this year's entire rookie class value? No, it sounds like, again, just going off what Kyle said, it sounds like there's going to be enough guys to carry it, and it's probably deeper in terms of actual talent than last year. So probably not. Okay. Eb Ramirez, Ebby, E-B-E. I know I've, I've mispronounced this guy's name before, but thank you either way, Mr. Ramirez. Does it make more sense to sub a super low numbered card to BGS over PSA since they include subgrades? No. Okay. Follow up. Would you expect? Hang on. Let me let me answer that part. I would never, unless it's a patch auto. I would never sub anything to BGS over PSA. It costs a lot of money, and the resales. Say what you want. This thought that BGS is just clearly the number two is not really that true anymore in terms of resale, and the initial grading cost is too expensive. Subgrades, by the way. Everybody says that's the most important thing. Then why is PSA the number one company that have subgrades? I, it's a weird. I, I just think that's a made up thing. Second part to his question though would is great. Be would you expect a BGS nine with ten centering to outsell a PSA nine? Nope. And again, therein lies the problem. No. Okay. BGS so is not point, selling anywhere near. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Gino Barica from the Facebook. Thoughts on Immaculate Baseball. I know it's unlicensed, but those RPAs are beautiful. I like Immaculate. I always put that up. Flawless NT Immaculate. Non-licensed. I love them. The guys, too, who always bring up, well, the resale isn't as high. Well, the initial cost isn't. If those things were licensed and had logos, Immaculate, instead of being $300 a box, would be $600 a box or more. You pay less, it sells for less. Overall, I think the value is still there. And in terms of aesthetics, I think Immaculate stuff looks awesome. Yeah, I, I love Immaculate. Um, Bill Chan, would you rather make a play with a serial numbered base card or a presumably shorter printed parallel of the same card, but not numbered? 
I like the lower serial numbers because it's very evident. Otherwise, like, hey, this is an SSP, a super short print. What's the print run? I don't know. At least with a lower print run. Like, I'd rather have a card numbered to 25 than a print run of 25 because it's like, I just feel like there's a lot of skeptics. As so someone I, getting into the hobby like myself, I would agree with that just because I don't know if this is a lower numbered or not. I don't know what's super short print. Yeah. If it's numbered, I know, like, oh, this is only out of this much. Here's a question for you. Do you care? Do you find, and I know you're not super into the card game by any means, but Love the cards. subgrade argument comes up a lot. I have an opposite opinion of you. I, what is it? Tell me. I'm curious. I, I think the subgrade, I think the more, uh, I guess, definition of why this is graded the way it is holds more value to me. I want to know, okay, PSA says this is a 10. Is it, or it's a nine? Well, why isn't it a 10? Is it off because of this, this, this? Centering, color, whatever the case may be. Let me ask you this, though. As somebody new to cards, is it ever like a confusing thing when this 9.5 is selling for 20% less because one of the subgrades is lower than another 9.5? Absolutely. That's it is. See, that's where I always run into the issue of I just think it's almost an added layer of confusion. It is, it is, but I don't think I think a quick explanation once I've learned that, like, oh, it's because of this okay. grading versus that. Now it makes a little bit more sense to me. And I think. I, I would still would prefer the additional gradings. So there you go. I like them. I like the look of PSA cards and SGC cards without. I don't really care, but I get it. I like, I have, I have card. If I'm getting a BGS card, I'm paying the money extra for the subgrades. I would, I would absolutely say that. Wait, wait, wait. You have to pay extra? No, I say extra. You can get for less money. You can get no subgrades. It's really? They started offering. I think they started it last year and it looks terrible. That's interesting. Dumb. I had no idea. Okay, cool. Um, we got a couple others, but I feel like two more, two more, two Come more. On, let's go. Uh, if you'd read them, we would have been what? done. <laughs> I, uh, Scott Thomas. Oh no, never mind. This, I, it starts out with a question for Kyle. Uh, not Scott Thomas. You're out. Daniel Hyatt wants to know 2020 NBA rookie, uh, or rookies that currently, that currently have their cards, uh, undervalued and will increase in the new season. I guess that's a question of who are they. Again, I, Halliburton is the number one guy that comes to mind because of how much he dropped last year. And Wiseman, it's a very boring pick. Wiseman's on one of the best teams of relevant rookies. And Halliburton got hurt. I, I think Wiseman, though, if he can play, I think that Golden State team is going to get weird with Clay coming back. Uh, James Darcy from the Facebook. When do you think the low point for singles prices is in the NBA calendar? If you're looking to buy for collecting, does it differ from each product to release? I thought collecting, it doesn't really matter, right? You're just no, no, I mean, right now, I think is a, that's why I'm chasing the bird now. That bird is lower now than it's ever been. I would happily also buy a Bill Russell rookie because that market is so far down. Um, I love the 1993 Finest Refractor sets. Even though I just sold my Larry Bird, it was a PSA 8. I want a higher grade. Those are lower than they've been. If you're a Kobe guy, you're not going to find lower pricing on Kobe rookies than right now, I don't think. So... Now is kind of the time, I think, especially if you are a collector, because then you're not worried, hey, you know, maybe you buy now, it drops another 15%, but in the grand scheme, it goes up 40. I think now is kind of that time. Yeah. And the resurgence after the national. So, okay. There you go. Yeah. That was mailbag. I'm breaking tomorrow on Geo Breaks on Facebook. I told Eddie you can take take the day. You're yeah. choosing to break. You want choosing to break. to break. I like to break every once in a while. I do. Yeah. So I'll be breaking there. Okay. I'm going to go live on whatnot. Probably Wednesday night, I guess. You want to jump on with me for 30 minutes? 
Uh, depending on time, yeah. I could do it on Friday when we're coming over for dinner. Let's do that. Short one on Friday, and then we're live. And we have another one the following Friday. The following Friday is the big one. This yeah. will just be kind of like giving away a couple bucks, selling a couple cards, having a little fun. That sounds great. Let's do we'll that. We'll do it Friday. All right. We'll do it Friday. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the dentist in 20 minutes. So that's all I got. Cleaning? <laughs> filling? What are we doing? Cleaning bed. Oh, yeah. The, I never have a cavity. I got crystal clear teeth. By crystal clear, I mean they're really clear because they're really bad. Like you can lights. see through them. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I don't. It's not true. It's, it's not true. I just like to have fun because I'm a fun guy, like a mushroom. Should we end Should this we now? <laughs> I quite frankly, uh, two minutes ago, we would have been fine been and fine. dandy. All right, there you go. All right, thanks for listening. That's your show. Make sure you go to the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. A bunch of card services. If you need to know where to grade, how to consign, uh, where to break, where to get supplies, all the crap is under card services on our website. There's a promo code or a link or something for Card Ladder. There's still the promo card for Starstock. Starstock, no. use nonsense. Get $10 on your first deposit. All lowercase. Yes. $10. There you go. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I think we're good. Brought to you, brought by, you by the ring. Man. Brought to you by the ringer <laughs> podcast network. You're doing it, bro. And Spotify. Oh, last thing. Uh, can I talk about Octagon at all? I mean, we're not officially with them yet, but I just want to say thank you to those guys. Uh, so we're guys, we're kind of big time these days. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, we're signing up uh, with another agent or representative, potentially. potentially. Is it a talent? Um, it's a talent agency. Talent right? agency. Octagon is them. Anyways, Jeremy's our contact there. When he heard about my dad thing, I'm in the hospital. When he heard me insensitively <laughs> joking. <laughs> I'm in the hospital on Thursday hanging out with my dad. And all of a sudden, someone brings in a teddy bear with a whole bunch of balloons. And I'm like, if you knew my dad, you'd know that's probably no one he knows is sending him teddy bear with balloons. but. He like he looks at it. He's like, and I literally just got done telling him about the whole octagon potential. He was looking at it. He's like, you're not going to believe who this is from. And Jeremy over there sent him a, a bouquet of balloons. It was very baller move. They're pushing hard to the hoop. Don't hate I it. I almost got scammed out of 6,300 bucks today. Oh, we didn't talk about. We're supposed man, to talk we're about supposed that. We're supposed to end quick. this show. <laughs> it's fine. Very fast. Um, yeah, I had a guy reach out to me from the UK. He wanted, I'm not going to give his name and all the details. I don't know the legalities, all that crap. Selling a bunch of product. And at first I was like, man, these prices are almost too good to be true. But I could see it's a 70. The total deal was like just over 70,000. But then I was like, well, just pay the shipping to get it there. And then you can pay me back after. Which, again, I have a pretty good reputation. I thought, okay, I I wouldn't do that with somebody, but fine. And then the shipping was going to be like 6,300 bucks. It was going to get shipped right to Eddie. And then I started. So one thing I try to do, and I was lazy to do this up front. I went on a, you know, there's like scammers databases. You can like name search people on Facebook. And sure enough, this guy had kind of pitched the same story to a couple of people and then had like fake references. And I was like, you know, the more I dig in, I was like, man, and granted, I would have got the 6,300 back for shipping. I was using my credit card to pay for it. It's a hassle. Point being, you got to be careful. Myself included. I got a little lax, like, oh, I'll just do this and I'll be protected. You don't want to be arguing fraud charges on your credit card. I don't even know if you're going to win those anyways. So get vouchers from people. You know, it's just it's a situation where it can happen very easily if you get complacent like I did. And granted, I wasn't going to get scammed out of 70,000. But if the guy sends me empty boxes and I sign for him, I'm out to 6,300 bucks. So so the last thing I know, because everyone who's listening is going to want to know what you're talking about when you say a scammer database. Is that a real thing? 
Yeah, on Facebook, if you were to look up like sports card scammers, there's a couple groups that would pop right up for you. And it literally has documented names. You can like just search the name. It's all I did. Typed in the guy's name. We'll call him Jack. Dang, um, dude, you're going to get sued now. All the Jacks A lot of Jacks, in, lot of jacks <laughs> in England. Um, yeah, so it's funny though. After the fact, I was like, dude, where was your due diligence on the front end of this? Like I used to do. I really did. I got complacent. You pulled a so, Jesse is what it sounds like. Didn't even great or invested in something and then it went way down. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> so anyways, I was irritated about it. Thankfully, I called the deal off. I think he's going to leave me alone. Jack, if you're listening, if you don't leave me alone about it, I'm just going to read your name and address on all of our socials for the next month. So oh, that's be him. careful. I heard him vibrate on your phone. That's that's <laughs> Kyle Mann. Ronick hates us so much. He's like, why haven't they ended? <laughs> all right. Goodbye. We're done. <laughs> Watch you by Spotify. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.